0: hey Anna Bavana. hello hi howdy
1: hi claire welcome to the thursday june 18th edition of listen and learn or not it is the day before juneteenth also yes. june is gay pride month so yes it definitely deserves our attention absolutely so uh yeah, I'd like to introduce Life Coach Lori, the <laughs> afternoon traffic and overnight talent on War six point nine. Hi, Laura. Hello. We also have Claire of Fits in the Morning, Hello. as well as the uh, weekend jock on 98.9 The Ball. Hi, guys. We have Anna and I'm D. Anna
2: D. I'm in sales. And so much you more. Are I love how you, you distill yourself down to two words when you probably do more around there oh, than my gosh. anybody. AJ <laughs> always
0: says she does everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Everything. But and we, she yeah. does. Our station, we do birthday cards. Mm-hmm. and. I'm a sloppy writer. Man, I try so hard not to when it's official, like a birthday card. But I mess it up. Guess what I do? Anna, help me. And she turns my mess into a birthday cake. She does everything. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So we have got a lot to talk about. Let's start with what this month is. Gay Pride Month? Yes. Last year, I was at the park in Seattle. I can't remember which one. They had a big event, which probably they're not having this year. I was working with foster care. And what broke my heart is I can't tell you how many people came up and said, shared that because they were gay, their families didn't want them. Mm. So many people shared about ending up in a foster family that celebrated them. And that just touched my heart because I've heard a lot of stories, but I hadn't heard that angle.
2: Mm -hmm. Right, right. I don't know why it continues to surprise me, but it does. <laughs> that I always use that phrase, in this day and age, right? I look mm. at, yes. It's, it's 2020, and we live in a, a major, major metropolitan area in the United States, and still that is so much more of a common story than it should be. And it's so hurtful, it's so painful to know that people can't even come to enough of an understanding to let their own child stay in their home. I mean, that baffles me. I understand if you have a strong feeling, whether it's religious or other towards something, but when it's your own child to not even try to come meet into some middle right. ground where you can give them a roof over their head, I'm baffled by that, and I'm so thankful for people like you and your organization and a lot of others around where we live that, and around the country that continue to do that work for kids who are otherwise really great kids. Right. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't even say otherwise. They just are. Yeah. And they're so misunderstood. Yeah. I have a favorite podcaster. <laughs> I just read her book called Fierce, Free and Full of Fire. Her name is Jen Hatmaker. And she has always done the gay pride walks. And what they do is she gathers all her mama friends and they have T-shirts and their mamas and they're giving out hugs. It's just listening to her <laughs> tell the stories of people weeping because their families aren't accepting them and to have a mama hug them. They just stand on the sideline and they don't even march with right. the parade.
2: No, That's something else they probably can't do this year, but hopefully that'll right? come back soon. Hugging. I know. Yeah. Do you guys feel like, I mean, I know
1: I know. we say this day and age and I've thought, thought the <laughs> same exact thing, Claire, with so many things, right. but including including LGBT and the younger generation is going to get it right. Like they, they're more accepting and they're more open and... They're even surprised that some people still don't, aren't accepting, aren't open.
2: Do you feel like the younger generation is, <laughs> I'm not going to say better, but <laughs> <Yeah>. better? Well, <laughs> I'd like to think that every generation is a, is an improvement over, over the previous. Yeah. In any walk, understanding who we are as people. I mean, we're seeing it right now with yeah. uh, the things that are going on in our country, where the younger generation is taking the lead and trying to get people to, to re- rethink or reevaluate or listen to other points of view. So yeah, I do think so. I mean, it's from my own experience. I, even now at my age will, when I meet people who are older than I am, have just that tiny little hesitation about telling them that I'm right. gay. Mm-hmm. And yet when I meet someone who's even 15 years old, I don't even, qu- oh yeah, my right. my wife and I do this, my wife and I do that. My <laughs> None of my nieces and nephews would even bat an eye if that came yeah. up, not because they know me, but also because that's the experience that, that they grew up in. So I do think the newer generation has had more, I was going to say more positive experiences, but certainly fewer negative experiences. But we come from all walks of life, and there are still always going to be cultures in which it's just simply not accepted. And yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. difficult. You can't tell someone not to have a culture or be of their culture. It's just difficult when you look at their own children and say, how can you? how can we come to some kind of understanding? Well, I'll tell you, for the longest
1: time growing up for all of us, like the TV stations or the networks were standard, white, men, older, and all that stuff, and now... I am seeing something as simple as, like, Nickelodeon, kids, okay? So uh, I think it, w- it might have been Nick, Teen Nick or something, or or I think maybe just Nickelodeon. There's three variations of that channel. But they're talking about Pride, and they even right. talked about the LGBT colors and what they stood for. And I'm like, oh my god, i got something to learn here! <laughs> and it was so great because I didn't know that the rainbow colors, like red is for life, orange is for heat. That one was my favorite, uh, yellow for the sun, green means nature, turquoise is for art, indigo for harmony, violet for spirit. I mean, they, they got through the colors. I'm like, oh my gosh, Nickelodeon, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. They're teaching the children. I just, that was awesome. Wow.
2: I've never heard that. I was today years old when I learned that. That's amazing. Wow. Me yeah. too.
1: Me
0: too. And <laughs> you would think that Claire and I both have, have this in our background that we would have known some of this. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> well, I- it would be an example of something that Anna was saying a few minutes ago about the younger generation yeah. taking mm-hmm. the lead. It might be that when we were coming up, the rainbow flag didn't have to have a meaning. It was just about the inclusion of everyone and the and the rainbow symbol. And right. maybe in the last several years, people have said, well, look, I mean, color theories, my wife, she teaches color theory. She can tell you everything that the, that the colors oh. mean and, and what people think they stand for. And so yeah. I think that's really beautiful that someone mm. would take take the colors of the rainbow of the flag and assign them those. I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and kudos to Nickelodeon. Yes. Uh, I was really, I was so happy to see that. And, you know, I just thought, I wish we grew up in that kind of mindset.
2: Yeah, I had this conversation a lot with, with peers, too, about seeing yourself on television, seeing yourself represented. And, you know, growing up, it's not like I could look at a gay woman role model. I mean, you just, you, mm. you just didn't know that, that that's who that was. I mean, now, in retrospect, you can look back and go, okay, there, there are these people who were influential to me that now I know what was a role model in that way. And what's frustrating is you look at people now that you may or may not know or suspect might be, but you can't, out people. You can't tell someone to be out. And I always think it would do so much good for the world and for these kids to know that this really wonderfully successful person is a gay person. Mm. And and I understand why they don't come out, but gosh, they could literally save lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Ka- Caitlyn Jenner, right? I am a thousand percent convinced that Caitlyn Jenner saved lives when, when, wow. when she... Came out. So that's the one piece I think is missing is that I wish there were more role models. And I'm not talking about characters on television because we've certainly come a long, long, long way (laughs) with, with, with gay and lesbian and transgender characters on television, but I mean just regular, whether it's a news anchor or a TV star or a game show host or a, a pop singer or a country singer or whatever it is, I, I wish there were more people that weren't so afraid.
0: Anna and I worked with a gentleman who had been a news anchor. He came to work with us for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Amazing man. Just could not say anything more about him than love. He wrote poetry and he chose to end his life. And it was so, So hard on all of us. And when we went to the station he worked at, I don't remember, Anna, if you came with me that day, but there was a gathering of people to commemorate him. One young man who is is very well known in Seattle now stepped out and he said, because of him, I can be a gay man on TV. He had no idea the influence he had and what he had to put up with his whole life just breaks my heart. There's a, uh, I think she's a, I don't know if she was a professor. Her name is Rachel Held Evans, and she did research and she was asked for the church to research why they were losing numbers, why the millennials weren't coming to church. And what it kind of boiled down to and actually changed her whole life was that they they all have friends that are gay. And the yes, church is yeah. saying no. Unfortunately, she passed away last year at a very young age. She had had a heart condition her whole life. But oh. listening to her challenge her beliefs to challenge the church, I have felt so much sadness these few weeks looking at so much injustice. And yes. mm-hmm. um, on my mm-hmm. way to work today, I was listening to a podcast and I, I was crying because it's so long overdue. And I I wondered, Claire,
2: if you could share some of your experience. You know, you you were just talking about church, and uh, I would like to share the experience of of my wife, actually, who is Greek Orthodox. Her faith has always been very important to her and her Greek culture important to her. And there were many, many years that she didn't go to church because she didn't feel accepted. Once she started, um, even before she met me, but even after she met me, the notion of uh, it was so stressful for her personally because she has a a personal relationship with God herself but she wanted to be able to go to church and and be a part of that until we lived in Los Angeles and there is just the most amazing priest there uh, at the uh, Saint Sophia Church there in Los Angeles just one of the most progressive people you'll ever meet in your life and he now, granted, this church is in Los Angeles, so there, there, there may be a bit more of a Hollywood aspect to it, but not really. I mean, it is still a Greek Orthodox church. And over the last 25 years, he has just systematically taught people to be more um, welcoming and encompassing to the point where she, found that she was actually taking communion when, when she was there. And I went to her, with her, on services. It was really just so eye-opening for her to be able to be in a place where she felt comfortable and accepted. It may not have been every single person in that church who felt that way, but it was enough people that learned, that understood, were able to adapt to the times. And uh, that was really, really remarkable. It was life-changing for her. My personal experience has been interesting because I have an older brother who's gay, and so my parents were kind of already, like, primed <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the concept when I got old enough to figure it out. And even then, my mom always knew. And also, I've always been in the entertainment industry. And so I've always, I've never been in a position where I had to, well, that's not true. I'm, I've never been in a position where professionally I was alone. There were certainly other, always been other people around me, but you never, every single time... From the age of 15 until the age of whatever I am right now, every time you tell a brand new person that you're gay, it's like coming out all over again. Really? You yeah. get that that exact same inner visceral feeling of what's going to happen? How is this person going to react? Because you really never know. And now I would say most of the time it's about 95% people don't blink an eye and about 5% mm-hmm. Oh! Oh, I had a gay friend once. (laughs) (laughs) I know two people. (laughs) I know two people. Fortunately, I haven't had any get away from me or I certainly had a few people bless my heart kind of thing. But for the most part, I think I've been pretty fortunate that I have not experienced direct discrimination. I certainly have never lost a job or an apartment or anything like that, which I absolutely know people have.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing because at your age and I don't know your age, (laughs) but 20 something. yeah,
2: I'm well over 40.
0: (laughs) So let's see. It was my daughter's 31. So 32. Anyway, her dad, (laughs) my kid's dad came out. It was the reason he married me is he couldn't speak up. He, he couldn't say what he was. When we did split up, which we have chose to love our kids together, and uh, my kids love their dad, we never did any of that pitting parents against each other, which I'm very proud of, yes. but it was hard, and I'll never forget this. My, we had a little minivan, and my youngest son was in the back seat, and his best friend was, they were chatting, and when you're a mom driving and kids are in the back, they forget they just, they talk about everything. They forget that you're up front driving and listening <laughs> and sweet little, uh, gosh, what, what was his name? Jake, Jacob says to uh, my son, Dana, and he says, so who's that guy that's always with your dad? And, <laughs> and I'm like my shoulders, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm, I'm just so going, oh no. And Dana says, ah, oh, it's his boyfriend. And the little kid goes, Cool. And they went on talking about Ninja Turtles or something. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember anticipating that thinking this is when it's gonna start. Are my kids gonna get teased about their dad? And I just it was
1: harder because you were living in sort of a small town like a very small community. So yeah. Yeah. And that's uh...
0: Yeah, and kids
2: are kids are resilient, you know. They really are.
0: And truly In a family, it's about love. Do you love your dad? I mean, for my Mm -hmm. daughter, she was older. And one of the comments she said is, because of the way kids talked at school, she said, Mom, you and dad just told me dad is like the worst thing people, kids call kids. They call them fags. And you're telling me that that's what dad is. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so we had a conversation about that and how inappropriate that is. At an older age, she had to work through it differently. She was 12. The youngest was five. And so that just in that many years was a difference. What I'm seeing with all of this is the lack of love, um, Mm -hmm. that it feels like that's
1: what's showing up. If we could just love each other. Right. Stop the shaming. My gosh. Mm -hmm. I think that was the the big thing. And that's unfortunate because I feel like a lot of churches and then its parishioners would shame people Mm -hmm. for it. And, And I wonder if that's why there's not very much turnout or there's mm-hmm. less turnout amongst the mm-hmm. younger generation going to churches anymore Yeah, because of that. I mean, if they're not going to be accepting of the many things that we are today or mm-hmm. have been, they just didn't accept it and we had to hide
2: it or whatever. Also, uh, there are other churches have formed. I mean, you'll find yes. that a lot of mm neighborhoods have their own church with their mm. own with a, yes. a real church with a real pastor and yeah. they mm-hmm. form their own congregation just like just like any other split you know with a church would do you you find your own people to worship with
1: yes yeah yeah
0: i'm always preaching the bible at anna the bible when <laughs> when when the rich young ruler or whatever asked jesus what's the greatest commandment he said to love the lord your god with all your heart and soul and mind and love each other as yourself. That's the Mm. greatest. It's beyond anything else. When you don't have either a black person or a person of color or a gay or lesbian person in your family, it's easier to judge from a distance when it's in your family. That's like you said, Claire, how do you separate your kid? How do you put them out? I can say honestly, because of their dad, if any of my kids would have come out, that would have been, Okay. Because we had the experience with it and it wasn't a shameful thing. But if you don't have any experience and then if you're the type of person who looks around for what is everybody saying, then you're going to end up becoming shamed and shaming that person who you originally loved.
2: Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to, it's hard for my, it's hard not to be judgmental of them, right? But you have to understand from their position, if you've grown up in a world one way, and you've never had the opportunity to uh, be a part of a different world, then of course you're going to be afraid of it, or not understand it, or or shun it, or judge it. And like you said, it 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 has to be a a blood relative or a close relative or or a very close friend who you've come to know just as that person and not that thing they represent. Exactly. And that's hard. That's very hard for people. I've first Jewish people that many people have met. And that, that also surprises me. I get asked a lot of questions about that even now well into adulthood. Just people have a, a life experience and the only way we can really understand each other is to, to know each other and it's not always possible, especially if you live somewhere that's maybe a little bit further out or you will never have had the means to, to go further than your neighborhood. And there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just, it makes it harder for you to know people if you just haven't had the chance. I
0: love this. Bill Nye, the science guy, right here from <laughs> Seattle. He love says, I know. I know, he says radical curiosity and that is what I would love to challenge people with is if you meet mm-hmm. somebody different than you be mm-hmm. curious not in obnoxious rude way but let them share their story and Anna you brought this up how important story is and now we are hearing stories and now it's our job to say not only I'm listening and truly listen I hear you yeah. I believe you and I think if we yes. could all get a little more curious, and that's why I asked you, Claire, is because I wonder, with all this coming up, if you had suffered in school or with coming out, if that had been a real issue for you.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting. I almost feel guilty that it wasn't so bad, you know. Because, <laughs> no, no, because I know <laughs> so many people uh, for whom it was. But again, I I was raised in an environment where. I didn't know this at the time, but knowing now, looking back, my father had a very close friend, a man who was gay, mm. and I seem to remember, you know, he was always at our house, he was always there for holidays and whatever, and, and sometimes there was another man who would come with him. I just never thought twice about it because I was a little kid and I didn't know. Mm. And What you were saying just, just a second ago about be curious, children are naturally curious and they'll ask questions, and sometimes yeah. as adults we get embarrassed. When you, you know, let's say you meet someone who's, uh, who's missing a limb or, or something like that, and a kid will go, hey, what happened to your arm? And if yeah. you don't, you'll be like, oh, God, don't, don't say that, don't say that. <laughs> right. But when you magnify that into any various reasons why people might be different, I think you're right. Most people mm-hmm. do want to tell their story. They, they want to tell you why they look or act or are the way they are. Oh. But we lose that fearless curiosity somewhere along the way.
0: Yeah. Well, we're shamed. Any disabled person I've ever met that I've had a conversation with, they say, let them ask. Let Mm -hmm. them ask. It's not embarrassing to us. Yeah. Yeah. And the
1: mask. Yeah.
0: And we have done a lot to shush our children. And many of us grew up in children are to be seen and not heard. And that has changed drastically. And that's why, Anna, what you began with, I have hope in this younger generation because yeah. for them it's not oh I'll think about it it's this is ridiculous to them
1: yeah. racism mm, yeah. judging
0: uh, gays and lesbian it's it is so insane to them and I love that
1: yeah yeah, yeah and I, I love like your story about how Claire your dad brought had a friend and and sometimes he came in you didn't even think twice when you were a child and that reminds me of I guess, you know how you see those videos of the little toddlers, once white, once black, and when they see each other, they haven't seen each other in a long time, and they're hugging and and, yeah. and like screaming because they just love each other so much. And you know that their parents didn't tell them, "Hey, you shouldn't like that person because of color or anything like that." Right? Hate is a taught thing. Mm-hmm. Hate is a taught thing. And what I'm hoping for the younger generation, and and for those of you who have uh, younger generation Generations or ge- younger people in your lives. Don't shame them. Don't teach them to shame other people, and just teach love. Mm-hmm. You know, right. love is uh, all we need. Yay! Yes, <laughs> love and acceptance.
2: <laughs> one of my uh, one of my favorite memes that's been going around Facebook, and I, and I believe this is a not doctored images of a, a little girl and she's holding up a tiny little girl like she's five, and she's holding up mm-hmm. a sign that says, Don't you people watch Sesame Street? I mean, <laughs> it's like that that's a model that a lot of us grew up on where we're kids of all different colors and, and stripes. Yes. And now, and even since then, they've added a there's a character with uh, autism, and, and there's so much going oh, on there. I love it. In, in Sesame Street world, and like you were talking about in Nickelodeon world, mm-hmm. and, and kids just are as their baseline getting a positive image and they don't know it's positive or versus negative. They just know it is the world that they know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You don't get that other stuff about the hate or the other and, until you're older.
1: And I don't mean to rip on the older generations. Um, I, I know there have been attempts to even try to bring in diversity. I mean, you guys remember Schoolhouse Rock? Of course. You know, and yeah. We had a lot of diversity going on in those little cartoons, singing everything that made us pass grammar school. I <laughs> right. Mean, do you remember verb? Right. <laughs> I mean, yes. That junction, was all junction, or... <laughs> <there> going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I mean, I, I just sorry, wanted
2: to. Just... So really quick, this is such a digression, but I have to tell you, <laughs> yeah. um, in a, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia is the Jimmy Carter Presidential Library, mm. and it's a really well done library. And you go inside, and there's this whole like exhibit about how laws happen and then there's a thing that says, to learn how a bill becomes a law, press this button, and they literally show schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> like, they make it look like it's going to be this big formal, like, Abraham Lincoln thing, and then he's like, I'm just a bill. <laughs> anyway. it.
1: it's, that's the good way to do it, though. I, I agree. great? It's because of Lolly, 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 get your answers here. <laughs> I passed a big time, when I was a senior in high school, English test. I mean, I'm like, that song was written in my head, I'm like, oh, L-Y, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there was
2: oh there was uh, 5, 10, 15, 20 oh, yeah. 25, 30, 30, I don't
1: even know something about
2: the fives and, and right and then, right um, one two oh, three four
1: five six seven eight nine ten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Pardon me. I mean, and the figure eight. Remember the figure Oh yeah. With what? a little ice skater. skater? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Magic number nine. Right. Magic but, number eight. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. I think
2: those are. I think those are on some channel like Disney or Hulu or something that you can watch right now. <laughs> yeah, I forget yeah, yeah, I
1: forget too. like uh and and then you know there was a there was a time when I was living in St. Louis we had um some of our local bands actually recreate The songs on a on a like cassette tape. If you guys remember what cassette tapes are, (laughs) EPs, and uh, and we had. I specifically remember this because of my favorite. There was a a local St. Louis band called The Bishops, and they recreated "No More Kings" about King George, and oh, and they rocked it. They rockin' Rock and roll and splish and yeah. splash and over oh, the horizon. Na, 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 what what can, can, it can it be? be. <laughs> the sailors in a place a call their own. Oh, that was so good. But
2: George Third still vowed he'd roll them to the end. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't I believe you care. remember all that. <laughs> <laughs> the king said, "I don't care. Anything right. you say, king, and,
1: it's okay, king." <laughs> and remember, it was like sort of this lily, lee- lily, lee- lee- loo song, you know, for Schoolhouse Rock. But they actually rocked it with drums and like electric guitars, <laughs> and they kind of sound like this. And <laughs> and it was really good.
2: It looks like it's going to be a free country. It's um, king. Oh, no and... more king. Yeah, rocking and rolling, splishing and, splish and splashing over the horizon. What can it be? It looks like it's going to be a free country. Yeah.
1: The pilgrim sailed across the sun. and and
2: splashing.
1: So wasn't didn't that sound good? Uh It sounded great. They they totally rocked
2: it. They sound awesome.
1: Yeah. So there's a whole tape of it. You know, they have like conjunction, conjunction. What's your function? Oh my gosh.
2: Anyway, we all learned the preamble to the Constitution too.
1: Oh, yeah. My husband said that that was the reason why he was able to, like, reiterate it, like, from from beginning to end to school one day. Right. <laughs> it was because of that. We all grew up on TV.
0: <laughs> and remember, that really? was evil. And then rock and roll was evil. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, isn't that interesting when you think about new things being evil? And so when I became a life coach back in 1997— Life coach is evil! Oh, I know. people that's in the coach. Right. People <laughs> in the church were like, that's new age. You got to be careful. I'm like— like, what are you talking about? So, yeah, anything new scares people, I think. Yeah. Being a life coach was new age. That's Yeah, that's what uh, some people in my circle thought. And they're like, you got to be careful. Like I was going to get consumed or something. I don't know. <laughs> Were they right. thinking at a crystal ball? Right? <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> fear. And that's what we've seen in the COVID. So many people default to fear. Yeah. And that's
2: scary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah with every with a lot of things going on i still am getting just c- contacted by people friends from around the country hearing things about things that are happening in Seattle and they're afraid. They're just afraid. Are you mm-hmm. okay? Are you okay?
1: That's. Oh thing. yeah. I had a you couple know? people like concerned. They were like scared for yeah. me. They're like, we heard it so crazy over there. Are you guys okay? Is your family okay? I'm like, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I did want to talk. Portion. Yeah. I did want to talk about this because
0: I got an, a e- uh, message this morning with this video of this man telling everyone what's really happening in Seattle. And I'm just like, wow. And he is saying whoever gave him the intel was they are going to have to take down their Facebook page because um, they were going to come after them to kill them if they shared this news. And Oh, my just, goodness. I know. Jeez. And I'm just like, really? And people are sending this out. They're like believing it. And it's it's so. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, Claire, what, you're the first one. One of my
2: favorites, and, and I, I hate to make light of this, but I just couldn't even believe it was there was a national news organization that I won't name that basically claimed that the rioters were tearing down the Alaskan Way Viaduct. (laughs) They had a... they had a a photograph of somebody standing in a in in a mask in front of the viaduct and i'm like (laughs) okay making it crumble because it already
1: right (laughs) 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 newsflash they probably thought they're the same people that are putting cracks in the west yellow bridge right (laughs) (laughs) right right, right, right,
2: right. (laughs) that's when i'm like all right people learn how to learn how to read and yeah. And what's funny is we <laughs> talked
0: about that last week, Claire, you said, how do you teach your kids to sort through this? And, um, yes. we're getting yeah. a big example. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: It's like, really? We're okay.
1: You know, yeah, and a lot okay. over,
0: over the weekend, a lot of people posted, Hey, we went up and, you know, they had vendors and it was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: And it was peaceful, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love I all heard, the pictures uh, too. I mm-hmm. love the I heard I had one Facebook person private message me I, I you know, I hear that you have their own private currency, and I'm like, well, if you count trading a poetry reading for food, then yeah, I guess that is private <laughs> currency you know? uh-huh. There's a lot of artwork, yeah. uh, right. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: yeah, I guess well, there is a lot right. of graffiti yeah right,
1: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of it's really pretty too. It is you know what I yeah. learned
0: about graffiti? So what? I live where I can see a train uh, goes by my house, and they've always got graffiti. And my son one day uh, had a book he got from the library about graffiti, and apparently that's the way to do it because you do the graffiti on the box cars, then they travel all the way around the US and everybody sees your artwork.
2: Oh, nice. And that's how oh, yes. it gets
0: famous. How about that? Wow. Yeah. I know. So as
2: long as you have your signature on there somewhere, then everybody knows who you are. That's right. That's cool. Moving art. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's cool. Happy Pride Month. Go learn
1: something.
2: Yes. Happy Pride <laughs> Month. Yes. I love be it. curious. I'm happy,
1: and happy Juneteenth because uh, of what has been happening. The, we have clients and some companies here in Seattle that are choosing to have a day of recognition.
2: Tomorrow is mm-hmm. Juneteenth. Uh, That's uh, pretty cool. By the way, for people who don't know what Juneteenth is, it's very interesting because we're so used to the internet and phones and word traveling fast, but the mm. reason Juneteenth exists is because it took nearly two years after the Emancipation Proclamation for word to reach some slave communities that they were free. <gasps> two years. Yeah. And Juneteenth marks the date, I believe it was in Texas, Texas. yeah. That, that word got through that they were free. Yeah.
1: Well, before we end the podcast, ladies, we like to give everyone a life tip of the week, and we like to get it from Life Coach Lori, who uh, has a book called... Did not see that coming. And a podcast called... Enough.
0: What do you have for us this week? This is a little heavy, ladies, but as a childhood survivor of sexual abuse, I have been very touched through this last week several times what I have... What I've thought of with all that's going on with discrimination, no matter who it's against, is as a survivor, what I know because I work with them is they don't get a sorry. They don't get an apology. Mm -hmm. The abuser dies or whatever. And sometimes they do. And what I have seen at an event that we do, Queen It's a New Day, is this man got up and he said to the women, for your fathers, your brothers, your uncles... I apologize. And he got on his knee and he said, I apologize. And it was so touching. And I feel like us white people need to get on our knee and we need to apologize for our ancestors. We need to apologize that it has come through the generations. And even if we've learned it, we may not have done it. We may not feel like we're racist, but we have responsibility. We have to take full responsibility and that I just feel like we need to repent and say, we're sorry. Can you forgive
1: us? Mm. Wow. Wow. And take action. Yes. Do what you can. Okay. Here's three things. Yes.
0: Number one, vote. Right. Vote. Yes. Vote. Yes. Number two, fill out your census because that's where the money comes to help the families in your community. And number oh, three, yeah. there's a HEROES Act. Have you heard of this? No. It's a HEROES Act. And if we contact our uh, senators and ask them to vote for it, that will make a difference. I haven't had a, a chance to research it because I was just hearing about it today. So if we mm-hmm. can do those three things, look up the Hero Act, vote, Fill out your senses. It's not hard. And check out that june2020.org.
1: Yes. Sweet. Amen. That is good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, love your neighbor. Life mm. Coach Lori challenges you to have radical curiosity. you got a lot of things to do here. Yeah. It's <laughs> a big week. But glad to have the challenge. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you, Claire and Life Coach Lori. And Anna. Uh, Thank you for downloading us and listening to our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. Uh, This is Listen and Learn. Or
2: not. Or not.
1: (laughs) Thanks, guys. Five-star rating is nice.
0: Yes, Yes. please. Bye-bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.